Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. Well, guys, welcome to everyone who is here for the first time. My name is Koketo and uh, uh, my wife, Tato, she's not here. Together we get the privilege with a bunch of other leaders, a lot of other people to lead this congregation. And it is a privilege and an honor for us. Uh, we are in our series titled uh, New Wine. Last week was good, eh? Yeah, last week was, was pretty good. And uh, I, 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 a lot of people enjoyed the sermon. Well, yeah, there a lot of people enjoyed the sermon, and uh, and today, the title of my sermon is "Better Wine, Better Life." Yes. All right, if you are a, a wine lover, you are you are you are aligned with the scriptures. <laughs> better wine, better life. I am. I am. I am joking with that statement. I do not uh, promote. I do not promote alcoholism. All right. Um, better wine, better life. If you want to better your life, you need to get a better wine. Stop drinking for cousin. And um, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you know, uh, four cousins, and uh, I don't know. I don't know the names. You, you guys, you guys know the names. If if you want to better your life, drink better wine, man. Like you know, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Eh? Don't drink alcohol. So, I don't know about you guys, ne? If I, if I go to a place and I am going there for the first time, I put my best foot forward. Right? So if I go to any place, I put my best foot forward. So whatever I do, I make sure that this is my best. Even when, I invite, when I'm invited to go and preach somewhere else, I, I normally don't prepare sermons. I go to my archives and I look for my strong one. And one of my strong ones is about the woman at the well. I know that, you know what? The woman at the well always is a hit, you know? So when I go to preach somewhere else, I'm like, God, I, I hear you speaking to me about the woman at the well. So I, I lead God towards the woman of the well because I know that this is my strongest sermon. It works, you know? And, and that's, what, that's what we do as people when we go to a place we, 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 especially when we appear for the first time, we want to leave a good impression. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, why would Jesus, out of all the things he could have done, he started with wine? Jesus, your first miracle could have been uh, raising someone from the dead. That would have been impressive. It could have been opening the eyes of someone, so opening the eyes of the blind. That would have been amazing. It would have been healing the woman with the issue of blood. That would have been great. That would have been prophetic. It would have been scriptural. But out of all the things that you could have done, wine was your choice. Come on, Jesus. Really? And I mean, when, when, when so Jesus was saying, I want you to know that I'm the wine God. Because when they talk about him after that, which Jesus, that guy, the one guy, he had an opportunity to say, not that guy who resurrected someone. He had an opportunity to say, not the guy who opened the eyes of the blind. He had an opportunity to say, not the guy who stopped the issue of blood and everything, but he stuck with the wine guy. Is that what you want us, Jesus? Is that what you want us to know you for? You went, the first miracle you did, you went to a party. And you change, you turn water into wine? Jesus, what is this? Is that how you introduce yourself to us? As the guy who comes into our life and turns our water into wine. To a point where people have used that as an excuse to drink. Because like Jesus' first miracle 
was to turn water into wine. He is the wine guy, right? Let me just, sorry. Before I trip and fall, and then it's, a, it's an issue. And then I'm going to trend, yeah? Hey, guys. Yo, plus I'm going to be a meme. If I was Jesus, guys, I would have, I would have chosen something else. It would have definitely not been, been wine. But Jesus is sovereign in his power, and we need to understand why did he choose? Why did he choose wine? If you read in John 2, it's the story of the wedding, right? And the Bible says, let me give you just a bit of a history. In the Jewish culture, the wedding took a whole week. Right? So it was not this wedding of yours that takes uh, five hours and then we are done. They, they would take the whole week. Right? And now the, as the host, it was your responsibility to make sure that everyone is taken care of. Right? It was your responsibility to make sure that everyone is taken care of. And on the third day, this guy runs out of wine. And when you run out of wine, it was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment in the community to say, how can you run out of wine? Did you, know that, did you not know that we were coming? Hey guys, have you ever been to a wedding and you don't eat? <laughs> I think for everyone who has an event, the, one of the things that you worry about is people not eating. Yeah. Yeah, like if people live without eating, that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You'd rather have more food than less food. Unless umutuan. So I must count the number of meat when they put it in the pot. Stingy, very stingy. They count how many? You know, you visit to other people, you sit in there, and you can feel, you can hear what the pots are ready. They will sit until you go home. They'll wait for you to leave. <laughs> They'll wait for you to leave. And when you leave, they only, now you have to eat at 11 o'clock at night. And there are those people, they won't leave, eh? They are like, listen, I can smell the divorce. I am not going anywhere. I can only taste the tzwanas because I am one, right? So, but if you come to my house, there's always bread. Uh, so, so, so then, then the, the wine runs out, right? And after the wine has run out, the... The, Mary comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, these people have, have run out of wine. Do something. And Jesus, shame, let's give him credit. He's like, what does that have to do with me? Why are you including me in alcoholism? Why are you including me in stuff that has nothing to do with me? And Mary decides to ignore uh, Jesus and goes to the, the, the servants and says to them, listen, Whatever he says, do it. He says, whatever he says, he says, do it. And then Jesus turns water into wine. The Bible says there were six barrels that had water that was going to be used for a Jewish purification. So they were going to use these gallons to do a purification ritual. So when they cleanse uh, the bride, Yeah, when they cleanse the bride, they use the water to cleanse the bride. If you are if you are tuned in, you see where the story is going. They use this water to cleanse the bride. We are the bride of Christ. The thing is, guys, you can you if when you read the story, you are like, I see why Jesus chose to introduce himself this way. Because what is happening here is that the Jewish culture has a certain way of doing things. And in the certain way of doing things, the way of cleansing, they, this means every single year they have to come back and cleanse again. When you sin, they have to come back and cleanse again. You need to come back and cleanse again. It's a process. It's an ongoing process because you cleanse with this water. In a year's time, you do not feel clean enough. You need to come back for the cleansing again. And now this guy has prepared the wine and the wine runs out. And I can tell you this for sure. He knew that, listen, I'm going to have guests. And, and, and he, he must have been very embarrassed because his best effort did not meet the target. 
This guy says, man, I brought enough wine, yet his enough wine was not enough. On the third day, it ran out. The wine that this guy had prepared and said, hey, man, this is going to be enough to, 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 to cheer up my people. It's going to be enough to cheer up my guests. It was not enough. It was not enough. And let me ask you a question. How many times, Busi, have you tried to fix your own life and it was not enough? How many things have you done to get your life in order and it was not enough? You tried to discipline yourself into behaving well. After a month or two, you are back at your old ways. How many times have you been trying to discipline yourself and say, you know what, I'm not going to sin against God. I'm going to do one, two, three. And after three months, you are back at it. Because our efforts are never enough. Our efforts are never enough. And Jesus was introducing a picture to us that don't even try to do it on your own. It is not going to be enough. It was a message to me and you. But your righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. Don't try to do it on your own. Says your wine is going to run out. Even the best. Awesome for me. This guy had bought good wine. It was not cheap wine. He had, he had released the, the expensive wine and the cheap wine and all kinds of wine. It was not enough. I don't know about you guys. There's been times where I'm like, Jesus, I thought I had it figured out. I thought I could deal with this. I thought this gossip business, I'm done with it. Here am I. Because our efforts are never enough. Our efforts, guys, our righteousness is, the, Paul says, my righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. It's nothing but filthy rags. When I try to sustain my own life through my own righteousness, I fail. The wine, the wine is finished. But then the question is, why wine? Why did Jesus decide that wine is the best instrument to use in this instance? So, and here's the two, here's the two. I think Jesus loved wine. The first miracle, there's wine. The last supper, there's wine. So he introduces himself with wine. He exits with wine. He's a wine guy. He, the beginning... In the beginning, there was wine. In the end, there was wine. The alpha, there is wine. The omega, there is wine. Like Jesus, what's with the wine? What's with the wine? Maybe that's why. In Mark 14, verses 22 to 25, the Bible says... While they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and gave thanks and praise. And he broke it and he gave it to them and said, Take this. This is my body. And when, you had, when, when, when he had taken up the cup of wine. This is Jesus taking up the cup of wine. And he gave thanks. He gave it to them and say, They all drank on. And, and it says, And they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my this is my blood. Because when this wine symbolizes the blood of Jesus. So it, when Jesus introduces himself, he says, I'm here for the blood. He says, the reason I am here is not even to open the eyes of the blind. That's secondary. The first thing is about the blood. He says, the reason I want you to know me as the blood God. Because everything that I'm here to accomplish, I'm going to accomplish it through the blood. There is nothing I'm going to do unless for the blood. I have to die on the cross. He was introducing himself to say, I am here to die. I'm not here to live. And that's why look at what is happening in this picture. The MC of the event drinks this new wine that Jesus has created. Right? And after drinking this new wine that Jesus has created that has changed uh, water into wine, he goes to the host and says, Bruh, this wine is better. 
this wine is better. That means they are tasting something better. That means their wedding experience is better. He says, how can you do this? That you have kept the best wine for last. And the host doesn't even know what he's talking about because it was not his effort. It was Jesus in the picture because when Jesus steps in, everything is better. That's why we say better wine, better life. Their experience was better because of the better blood of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? Include Jesus in the mix, your marriage will even be better. You think your marriage is good? Include Jesus in the mix and you'll see. In, listen guys, whatever part of your life, these guys were having a good party. But when Jesus came, it became a better party. There's stuff in our lives that we think we are experiencing the best. We don't even know what the best is. It's just what you are exposed to. Until Jesus steps into it, you think you and your wife are having a great marriage. Do it the Jesus way. Put Jesus in the mix. You will know what a great marriage looks like. You think you are having a soft life. You haven't experienced anything until you are walking with Jesus. Until you are walking with Jesus. And before I misquoted, a soft life in Jesus is not a life without problems. Because now someone says, okay, Jesus is a ghost to soft life. <laughs> and now you, you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and then you are Goetia. <laughs> and then you are like, Muruti said, better wine, better life. Yes, it is better. The quality of your life is better when you put Jesus in the mix. And it, it does not stop problems from coming. It is how you deal with them because you are a better person. Put Jesus in the mix of your finances and see your life becoming better. I'm going to fall. And then it's not going to be a better sermon. Right? Yeah, the, the blood will reach me. Reach me at the bottom there. On the floor. And Jesus comes into the picture and introduces himself. He says, I'm the blood guy. Why? Why does Jesus introduce himself with the blood? Why couldn't he introduce himself with any other thing? Let's look at the Bible. The Bible in Romans, in Romans 3 verses 22, it says, For all have sins and have fallen short of the glory of God. All means what? All, all means all. That means me and you have sinned. All of us. In Romans 6, what the Bible, what the Bible says, in Romans 6.33, I think it says, For the wages of sin is... Yeah, so it means every one of us have sinned and every one of us deserves to die. to die. So you see, Jesus is introducing himself to say, listen, I've come so that you may have life. He's introducing himself and says, I'm, I'm here to restore life. I'm here to change. And listen to what uh, 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 Hebrews 9 verses 22, it says. It says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of, of sin. So there was nothing that could have acquitted us of our sins unless it's the blood of Jesus Christ. So Jesus, in his introduction, he says, I am here to acquit you of your sin. He says, I'm here to declare you innocent. He says, I'm here to restore, to restore life. Now, when we measure Jesus' performance in our lives, we start with salvation and not with the material stuff. We don't start with whether he healed me or not. We start with, did he save me or not? Because yeah. that's the measure. We, we judge him on the basis of what he introduces himself as. All the other miracles are secondary to the forgiveness of our sin, the salvation of our soul, the restoration of our lives. Because that's how he introduces himself. That's why I can say, even when I'm going through, I'm like, as long as my salvation is still intact, he's doing his job. Even when I'm going through, as long as I am still slave, as long as I am still saved and I have not moved from him, he is 100% on brand. Even when things are not going how I want them to go, the question, you know guys, we, isn't it, funny that sometimes we measure Jesus on things that are secondary and we miss the fact that he has already done actually everything that he promised to do. 
Jesus was saying to us in this instance to say, be satisfied with being saved. Can I, can I whisper in your ear? If salvation does not completely satisfy you, nothing will. Because he's going to heal you completely, you will want something more. It's going to give you a car, you want a better one. It's going to give you the wife, you want a better one. He's going to give you money, you want more of it. He's going to give you all the stuff that, but there's no better salvation. And unless, until we are satisfied with salvation, understanding that this blood has introduced us to a new life. This blood has introduced us to a better life. You're like, man, even if I'm broke, I'm a better person. Even if I am single, I'm a better person. I have a better life. Even though I am going through, I have a better life. This is a better life. Why? Because I am covered by a better blood. We, we will enjoy salvation the day we are satisfied with it just as it is. We will enjoy Jesus the day we are satisfied with him just as he is. We will enjoy Jesus. You walk with him without any expectation. You're like, man, thank you, for, thank you for saving me, man. Yeah, I see my world is falling apart, but man, oh, thank you for saving my soul. Thank you that I'm going to spend eternity with you. Thank you that I can call you my friend. I can call you my father. Thank you that you have restored my life. I'm satisfied with you. You know, when we are saved, we are, not, we are not living in anticipation of what is to come. We live with gratitude with what has already happened. We're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you see, guys, sometimes we forget where he found us. We forget where he found us. It's like, you know, there was a time when I was earning my first job, 1.650. I was a lecturer. Yeah, hey guys, it's a long story. But I was a lecturer, and I was earning 1.650. And I said, and I said, God, if you give me, if I earn 5,000 rands, <laughs> I'll never ask for anything ever again. You would, have, you would have solved all my problems. And Jesus says, hold my wine. Gives me 10,000 rands. <laughs> Let me double that. After a few months, I'm like, you know what, Jesus? Let's make it 20,000 rands. And then I am sorted. And my relationship with him is based on his ability to advance me. I'm missing the fact that I'm walking with him. Now I've based my relationship on his ability to provide for me. I'm missing the fact that, man, he's walking with me. That he's waking up me every morning. That he has taken me from a life of sin. That he has taken me from a deep muddy clay. I'm forgetting that I did not know myself. Now I know myself because of what he has done. I'm forgetting that I was broken and now he has saved me. I'm forgetting all that. I'm concerned about 20,000 rents. And he says... 20, is that your number? Is that your final number? I'm like, it is my final number. He says, okay, sha, here's 20. And I say, you know what, Jesus? <laughs> just, just add something. <laughs> there was once upon a time in my life, I earned a certain figure that I was certain it would solve all, all my problems. And guess what? It didn't. It did not. And I realized that, guys, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Don't seek these things. I'll add them. Don't seek them. Seek this. So I'll add, and all these things shall be. I will add them. Don't let that be your pursuit. 
Let your pursuit be the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't let this be what you are running after. Let what you are running after be the blood of Jesus Christ. Because this satisfies completely. You look at your life and say, man, why have you kept the best for last? They will look at your life and say, man, what have you kept? They will ask you, Quacks, did you get a new job? You're like, no. It's still the same old job. I'm just walking. I'm drinking better wine. Amen. Did you get a, a new wife? No, she's still the same one. <laughs> We're just drinking better wine. We are under a, a better anointing. They're like, they, 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 you know, you walk in the mall, they're like, hey. They call, they call your wife. They're like, hey. We saw, we saw, we saw Kogeso walking with another woman. She's like, no, it's me. <laughs> Says, it's me. Because the blood of Jesus makes us better. It comes and increases the quality of our lives. We just become, we become less angry. We become less depressed. We, we are just better people. We are shinier. They ask you, this one buys clothes every weekend. You're like, no, it's the same jacket that I've been wearing for the past two years. It's just that I have a better wine on top of me. It makes me look better. It says the better is not what is on me, it's what's in me. Don't judge my better, but why it's on me, no. Because what's on me can be taken tomorrow, but what's inside of me, it stays inside of me. I am better because of what's inside, not on top. We want to measure our lives by things that can be snatched away from us. Imagine if the quality of our, of our lives is measured by material things and the world is deteriorating. Suddenly the 50,000 rands salary that you were earning not long ago, three months ago, is no longer worth the same. But that's what you had built your identity on. Now what? Now what? But this blood of Jesus Christ, whether the inflation goes up or down, whether petrol price goes up or down, whether I am, you know, here's the thing, single people that you don't understand. The married people keep bragging about their marriages, but we are covered by the same blood. And that is what makes our life better, not the external things. And the worth that you have as a single person is the same worth that they have as married people. It's not, you are not, they are not more worthy than you. In fact, you are not waiting. You can enjoy Jesus alone. You don't need to now argue with someone about whether we are going to church or not. Some of us, we have to get into a meeting and, and you know, now when you are reading your Bible, they ask you, we need to talk. I'm trying to read the Bible. Now you, there's no one who says you need to talk. You're by yourself. You can, you can enjoy Jesus at any given time. We are in trouble. We, are, we need to answer questions. Yeah. You, are, you are in a better position. That's what Paul says there. He says, man, it's better to be single. Because you get to enjoy the Lord. You get to enjoy the benefits of this blood. When I'm still enjoying the benefits of this blood, they say to me, we need to talk. Talk about what? I'm fasting. <laughs> enjoy Jesus. If you are not enjoying him singly, you won't enjoy him married. If you are not enjoying him unemployed, you won't enjoy him employed. If you are not enjoying him broke, you won't enjoy him when you have a job. You will not enjoy him unless you enjoy him just as he is, crucified on the cross. He says, that guy is enough for me. Is enough. Our joy then comes from within. And not the stuff around us. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. And here's the thing, man. You know, when we, when we determine the worth of our lives... 
by what is happening around us. That's very dangerous. Because of how quickly things change. I want to thank God for for the friends that he has blessed me with because they make my life better. So they make it better than what I've done. I want to thank God for the money that I have, the wife that I have, and everything, the child that I have, because they make my life better. I said, does it make it better than what I've done? That's why the Bible says, take every thought captive and subject it under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It says, love Mali, but never above me. Love her, but never make her uh, move you from worshiping me. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the blood that has saved you. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the blood that has saved you. That means if me and you are saved, your marital status means nothing in terms of the quality of our lives and the worth of our lives. And that's why we as married people, we need to stop asking single people when they are getting married as if they are losing out on something. We need to stop it. We need to stop asking uh, now a couple just get got married and you ask them, where's the child? For what? What child? Whose child? Like you want children? Make your own. Because some of the questions that we ask make people feel like they're living inadequate lives. You know, you, you, not even, you don't even ask a person, how's your relationship with Jesus Christ? You're asking about children. You're asking about marriage. You know, you know Sia, I never ask you, amen, so how's you and Jesus? But I'm busy asking you, so when are you getting a girlfriend? You're like, bruh, don't ask me about a girlfriend. I got Jesus. We are concerned, like the kind of questions that we ask, we are concerned about passing things. As opposed to just sitting and saying, hey man, how are you and Jesus doing? How are you doing in that front? How are you doing in that front? And it's funny, when it's, when it's your birthday, we celebrate. Weddings celebrate, you get a car, celebrate, we throw a party, housewarmings, we do all these things. Imagine if we can just come when you're born again, we come and have a party. Say, man, better wine, better life. You've just stepped into a better life. What we celebrate grows. What we celebrate grows. What are you celebrating in your life? You need to start celebrating your intimacy, your intimate walk with Jesus Christ. Why the blood of Jesus Christ? Because the blood of Jesus Christ fights for us. Because the blood of Jesus forgives us. Because the blood of Jesus Christ frees us. Where the blood of Jesus Christ is, we are winning the war. Where the blood of Jesus Christ is, we are free from sin. Where the blood of Jesus Christ is, we are forgiven. I am, oh man. Imagine waking up in the morning knowing that I am forgiven. Imagine going to bed at night knowing that there's a blood that fights for me. The fact that you are saved, that means that blood has worn. It has worn. You are sitting here as a person who has victory in their hands. You are sitting here as a person who has victory in their hands. Listen to the scripture. As I, this is closing number. Number two. Hebrews 12. Verses 24. And when we have come to Jesus, 
who establishes a new covenant with his blood sprinkled on the mercy seat. That blood continues to speak from heaven forgiveness. A better message than Abel's blood that cries from the earth. Justice. The blood of Abel is crying out. Justice. The blood of Jesus is speaking a better message. Forgiveness. The blood of a you know, when we read the Bible, it's funny that when we read about David and Goliath, we are David. You are not. You are Goliath. When we read about Cain and Abel, we are Abel. You are not. You are Cain. You are assuming the wrong position. Because every single day, like Goliath, our lives are standing there insulting God. We are not the David in the story. We are the Goliath in the story. Every single day when we wake up, the decisions that we are making, how we are living our lives, our life like Goliath, are standing there insulting our God. We are not David. We are Goliath. We are not Abel who gets killed. We are Cain who kills. With every day, we are throwing stones at Jesus for what he has done, with the decisions that we make, with the words that we speak, with the thoughts that we have. We are not able. We are Cain. We are not the cornerstone that was rejected by the builder. We are the builder who has rejected the cornerstone. You are not you are overestimating who you are in the story. You are not the staring. You are the villain. You know, you watch the story, you, are, you, you always see yourself as the villain. You know, as the, as the staring. Even in a romantic comedy, you are looking at that, you are like, ask your wife if you are the other guy or the staring. They will tell you that. Sorry, my brother. That one who didn't close the door, that's you. <laughs> that, that the heartbreaker, the one who broke the girl's heart, that's you. You are not, you are not Cain, you are not Abel, you are Cain. And the thing is, the reason why we are living anyhow, because we think we are Abel and not Cain, and we think that no, I am Abel, or that... The... Stop. Stop. I'm like, I... I am not the Jesus on the cross. I'm the Pharisee with a nail. And every day, I'm hammering nails on that cross. I am not the thief that says, remember me. I'm the thief that says, if you are the Christ, save yourself and save us. That's who I am. Why is it important that we know who we are in the story so that we know what help we need? Because if you assume the wrong position, you get the wrong reward. The thing is, if you come to a doctor and you give them the wrong diagnosis, they give you the wrong medication. If we come and we say we are the one who are sick, then we can get the right medication. But the problem is we are living our lives as if we are not the ones who are sick in need of a savior. We need to assume the right position. And the Bible, in Hebrews 12, it says, because me and you are Cain and not Abel, the blood of Abel is crying out, justice, justice, justice for Sia, justice for Bongi, Justice for Norma. Justice, 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 justice. The blood of Abel is asking, is calling for justice. What is justice? It says, give Daki what she deserves for what she has done. That's what justice is. 
says, give Cain what he deserves for what he has done. The blood of Abel, day and night, is calling justice from Pumi. Give her what she deserves for what she has done. All the sin that she has been doing, give her what she deserves. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. The blood of Abel is screaming. It says, give Pussy what she deserves. She says she's been sleeping around her whole life. Don't give her a good marriage. Give her what she deserves. She has been sinning. She has been lying. She has been doing all these things, killing people, la, la, la. Give her what she deserves. The blood of Cain, the blood of Abel is calling for justice on your head. But my Bible says, but the blood of Jesus speaks a better message. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. The blood of Jesus says forgiven. When the blood of Abel says kill them, the blood of Jesus says no, I have died so that they may have life and life in abundance. It speaks a better message. When it says destroy them, it says I have taken the destruction so that they may live. It speaks a better message. The blood of Jesus speaks a better, a better message. I think I need to start going to the gym. Because, wow. <laughs> the blood of Jesus speaks a better, a better message. Bussy, where there is, a, 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 you are a lawyer, you know, where there's judgment that has been passed. They say, Bussy, she is guilty and she deserves this. And Jesus Christ says, I took her guilt on the cross. Yes, she deserves it, but I took it upon myself. She is acquitted. She is free to go because the blood of Jesus speaks a better message. If it was not for the blood of Jesus, I would not be standing here. I should be dead. But the blood of Jesus spoke a better message. The blood of Abel is saying justice. Let me ask you a question. With, with how you have been living your life, how many, if justice was served, how many of you would be sitting here? And when we take that posture, we come to the master and say, I'm sick, I need help. We don't walk around saying, yeah, I am David in the story. <laughs> I'm the one with the with the sling. When you tell that story, you're like, yeah. <laughs> no. But the blood of Jesus speaks a better message. My question to you, Taban, is are you speaking the same message as what the blood of Jesus is speaking over your life? Because the blood of Jesus says here you are forgiven. Are you saying, are you speaking the same message? The blood of Jesus says, you know there's a lot of us Christians who look at where we are in life right now and we say things are not going well because I've done one, two, three. You justify the condition of your marriage to all the hearts that you have broken. You qualify the state of your life right now to all the sins that you have made. You are misunderstanding that there's a better message that has been spoken over your life. That life has no power over you anymore. There has been a better blood there you for you have a better life. You just need to start walking in it. You need to believe. You need to believe what God has done in your life. Can I tell you a personal story? According to my resume, I, I, sh I'm not, I don't even qualify to be an usher in the church. 
I know that. According to my resume, Raps, I don't even qualify to be an usher. I must just come on Sunday and sit at the back there and just listen. I must be glad that they even allowed me in. If you have to read my resume, Taki, I don't read that resume anymore. I don't read that resume anymore because I know that the blood of Jesus has spoken a better message about me. As a result, he's the one that has willed that I'll be standing here this morning preaching his gospel. When Abel was saying, crucify him, the blood of Jesus says, no, crucify me. It speaks a better message. And as a result, because I'm reading what is written with the blood of Jesus Christ, man, I walk tall. I walk confident. Listen, you are not going to touch me. You are not going to stop me. There's nothing that's going to stop me. There's nothing that's going to tell me. If you say, yo, this one thinks they are better, I'm like, no, you are mistaken. I don't think I am better. I am better. You are the one who has a problem. I'm not going to stoop down low because I know that the blood of Jesus Christ, it speaks a better message over my life. And as a result, I'm going to talk. I'm going to walk like someone who is forgiven. I'm going to speak like someone who is forgiven. The Bible says, and it sets us free. The blood of Jesus sets us free from the mind, from the voices. Listen, stop listening to Abel. Start listening to the blood of Jesus Christ. Rafua, when you wake up in the morning, you need to make a decision. Say, I'm going to listen to a better message. For the blood of Jesus speaks a better message. We are a people of covenant and not convenience. We have a Savior who has died for us. And there's someone here this morning. Because I've been believing what the blood of Abel says about me. And I believe that I don't deserve anything good. I don't... There's someone here who believes that the misfortunes that are happening in their lives, they deserve them. You don't. The blood of Jesus has spoken a better message. There's people that believe that what is happening to them it's justified. It's not. The blood of Jesus. You are under a new covenant. You are no longer under the old covenant. You are under a new covenant. That speaks a better message. In the, in the Amplified Translation, it says it speaks a nobler message. It speaks a better message. It, be, it speaks an exquisite message. Step it. Step up. Get out of the. Stop listening to Abel. And start listening to the blood of Jesus Christ. The one that says you are forgiven. Can you just close our eyes? There's a lot of us who are not living the life that Christ has, has destined for us. Because we are struggling to forgive ourselves. You are struggling to forgive yourself because you have not embraced the forgiveness that comes with the blood of Jesus Christ. You are listening to the blood of Abel and not the blood of Jesus Christ. And this morning, Jesus wants to whisper into your ears again a better message and say, you are forgiven. And if you are here, you're struggling with forgiving yourself. With everyone's eyes closed, if you can just raise your hand, I just want to pray with you. I see your hand. No. Everyone's eyes closed. Just raise your hand. We just want to pray with you. We don't want to embarrass you. Raise your hand up like someone who is ready to receive their forgiveness. Don't, don't be shy. Don't, don't hold back. Don't care about who is next to you. Don't condemn yourself. No one is watching. The one who's watching has their own issues. Don't worry about that. 
Don't worry about that because the stuff that you have that we have done, there's there's things you are we are sitting with secrets in our lives that we are struggling to forgive ourselves, and as a result, we are not walking with confidence into that which Christ has given us. I want to tell you this morning: you are forgiven, your future has been established by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have life and life in abundance in the name of Jesus Christ. Your future is not determined by what you have done let it go it does not belong to you anymore he died with it on the cross on the cross he was nailed with it let it go let it go he's not punishing you for it he has taken the punishment for you let it go and you have that thing in your mind that you think it's an, it's an unforgivable thing. Let it go. He has forgiven you for it. He's not punishing you. Your life is going to turn around. It's going to be a good life. It's going to be a fruitful life. Let it go. It is a lie that you are going to be punished for what you have done. It's a lie. Your destiny is written with the blood of Jesus Christ. Let it go. Let it go. Go and live. Go and live. The blood of Jesus Christ frees you and gives you license. Go and live an expansive life. Go and live life and life in abundance. Go and live. Go and live. Go and live Go and live Because the blood of Jesus Christ Has spoken a better truth About you Go and live You are forgiven The chains are broken Your church sheet is clean your charge sheet is clean. The Bible says, can I tell you something? The Bible says, he has, he has forgotten. It's like, as far as east is from the west. And so has your transgression been forgotten by God. Your, your slate is clean. Go and start writing a new story. Stop continuing your story where you left, started where Jesus, where Jesus died for you. As of today, you have been given a new slate, a clean slate. Go and write a new story. Go and write a new story. Can you all stand? I want to declare upon this church today, go and write a new story. Stop reading a story about you that you don't like. You keep going back to the pages and reading the same story lines that you don't like. You keep reading the same story of your past that you do not like. The same story that keeps telling you how, how broken you are, how messed up you are, how nothing you are, how, 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 how insecure you are. You keep reading the same story. Stop reading that story. There is a better story that has been released, and that's the story of Jesus Christ. Stop reading that story. Go and live. Go and live. Go and and live. There is a better story that Jesus Christ is speaking about you. There's a better story. I see a picture of, of a page. Of a page that has writing on it. But these this, this letters, they keep disappearing. The letters on this page, they keep disappearing. And that's your story disappearing. That's your story disappearing. Stop, 
stop 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 identifying with you with what has happened that story is not there anymore it is disappeared that story is gone you are not that guy anymore you are not that girl anymore the blood of jesus has written a new a new story a beautiful story a story of a future a beautiful future a bright future i want to i want to it breaks my heart because there's people who don't believe what jesus christ has done for them maybe one of these days i must just tell you and sit down and tell you how my past looks like because probably you think i'm standing here because i have a better story than you you're wrong it's probably worse than yours but I, that story is gone and if you can do it for me i don't read that story anymore i have this assurance that my future looks amazing not just good my future looks amazing because i'm reading a different story now i'm reading the story of jesus christ and the story of jesus christ is a story about my life i look at my future without anxiety but with excitement not because of what i've done but because of what he has done if you are looking at your future with anxiety it's because you are believing the wrong story you are reading the wrong story the bible says and the blood of jesus speaks a better message there's a better message that has been released upon your life about your life read that story in philippians 1 it says i have begun a good work in her life and i'll see it to completion in john 10:10 10, 10, it says i've come that she may have life and life in abundance that's the story you must be reading that's the story the thing is your story only contains the past that story contains your future reading over your story and your chat sheet is not going to change what you have done it's done and it is wiped clean there's a new story and that story was written by the blood of jesus and father we want to thank you we want to thank you for the blood that speaks better things we want to thank you for the blood that speaks a better message about our lives and this morning we make a decision to start believing that story to start reading that story and allow that story to shape our future allow that story to shape our lives we thank you we honor you in Jesus mighty name and the church of god said Amen. with all our eyes closed if you are here and you say i have not accepted this jesus as my lord and my savior and i want to accept him today i want to make that decision today and say jesus come into my life let this blood speaks of me i want to be covered by the same blood If you are here, can you just raise your hand and we're going to pray with you. If that's you, just raise your hand and we're going to pray with you. We don't want to embarrass you. We don't want to just raise your hand just quickly and keep it raised. I see you, my brother. If you're here, just 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 raise the hand. We want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. There is a there's a better future for you. Don't walk out of here 
without having embraced it. If you know that you have not made that decision to embrace this blood of Jesus, so raise that hand. We're not praying with you. We don't want to embarrass you. I made that decision. It was the best decision of my life. I made it in 2005 on the 13th of February. I'll never forget. And my life changed from that day onwards. If your hand is raised, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I want to pray with you. If your hand is raised, won't you leave your seat and just come to the front? I just want to, we just want to pray with you. And if we can just encourage them. If your, if your, hand, if your hand is raised. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's... Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's encourage him. Thank you, my brother. Amen. Mm. get so emotional when someone gives their life to Jesus Christ because man you've just made the best decision that you could ever make in your life this is the best decision you have ever made in your life and everything we've done here everything we've preached everything it was just for you we came here all of us we came here accompanying you this is your day everything here Jesus set it up that today you are here and this is your day we, we thought we were coming to church no we were coming to your party we we're coming to your party this is the best decision that you have ever made it's not me who saves you Jesus Christ has already saved you when you, when you left that chair, you were already accepted and embraced in his hands. And now we're just making a prayer that, that, that reinforces what has just happened. If we can all stretch our, 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 our hands and you can just lift your hands and just, and just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, Jesus I, accept you I accept you into my heart, into my heart. as my Lord and my Savior. I repent of my sin. I turn from my ways. I turn to you. For your blood speaks a better truth about me. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. 
from today onwards, I am alive in you. Your righteousness has set me free. I am yours in Jesus' mighty name. Be my Lord, be my Savior, and my King from today onwards, forevermore. Every day, I will live for you, for you have died for me. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.